This episode of Proper English is brought to you by the preposition at and the idiom to get the hang of it. Hello, my name's Alison. And I'm Dave. And we'd like to welcome you to the third episode of our podcast, which, as you know, is called Proper, Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know the correct word to use in a particular situation, if you get stuck thinking of the right preposition, if you're puzzled by definite and indefinite articles, then Proper English is just the thing for you. Firstly, can I just say thank you to all our listeners for liking us on SoundCloud and Facebook and giving us lots of positive feedback. Now, remind me, what are we going to do today, Ali? Today we're going to continue the theme from episode two, where we looked at on and in by looking at at. Hey? Confused. Hopefully you won't be by the end of this podcast. At is another preposition that really doesn't have any rules. You just have to learn the circumstances when it's needed. Yeah. OxfordLearnersDictionaries.com has been really useful again this week. Now, we're not sponsored by them. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> anyway, they've got 15 uses of at as a preposition. So let's kick off with using it to specify time. Mm, kick off. Nice phrase of word there, Dave. Yeah. Kick off. To begin. So let's kick off with using at to point out a specific time. For instance, I will meet you at 12 o'clock. Or, the bus will stop here at 5.45pm. It's also used to indicate a place. Let's give quite a few examples for this, as it does get used a lot. So, there is a party at Nalva's house. Ah, also, you could say there were thousands of people at the stadium. Mm -hmm. We saw Romeo and Juliet at the theatre. She works at her desk. This one takes me back to school. Open your books at page 10. Or... I wasn't at home yesterday. But where was I? Hmm, it's a mystery. I studied economics at university. Yeah, in versus at for university. I know, it confuses our students a lot. And actually, we had a little bit of a disagreement about it, didn't we, Dave? Well, see, if you go to the institution, university, yeah, you study at university. But if you go to the building... You don't go in university, you go into university. Yeah, we were, tr we were trying to think of an example where you might use in, and I felt that um, I might say, oh, I was in uni all day yesterday, but mm. you really felt that, that that didn't sound quite right. Not really. We've, we've not got to the bottom of that yet, have we, Dave? Not yet. But I do agree with you. I think at is, is way more common. So those two, time and place, are pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. So... Uh, similar to place, uh, perhaps, is direction. So, in the direction of or towards somebody uh, or something. Like, what are you looking at? Oh, a bit aggressive, Dave. Well, I used to be an actor, you know. <laughs> uh, and somebody threw uh, an egg at the minister. Less said about that, the better, I guess. <laughs> uh, time, place, direction, and now distance. So, we, uh, we can use it to state the distance away from something or someone. So when you take your driving test, they say to you, can you read a car number plate at 50 metres? But you can say from 50 metres as well. You could actually. Can you read a number plate from 50 metres? You could say that. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll look at from in a, in a future episode, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, uh, and you can say uh, he held it at arm's length. Ah, yeah, and we use arm's length metaphorically too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want, you don't want to get too close emotionally. Uh, you might be described as holding somebody at arm's length. Yeah. Not literally though, because that again, that would be a bit aggressive, really. <laughs> Technology has had an impact on language, uh, and we use the at symbol. Uh, to indicate uh, something like an email address, mm -hmm. uh, which reminds me, proper English, or one word, at sapo.pt. Never miss an opportunity for self-publicity. Would you like a bit of punctuation trivia while we're here? Well, I love a bit of trivia, me. It turns out English doesn't really have a word to describe the at abbreviation, so it's commonly known in English as the at sign or the at symbol. Bit boring, really. Yeah, it is. Um, but other languages have given names or nicknames to the at symbol, like the Portuguese arroba, um, and they often relate to the shape of the sign, like kukats, which I think is Hungarian for worm, and malwan, which is Welsh for snail. Ah, good stuff there. Mm. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? Now this week, we're going to be looking at to get the hang of something. I'm sure we've both reassured many of our students at one time or another by saying, don't worry, you'll get the hang of it. But what do we mean by that, Dave? Good question, Alison. It means that you'll learn how to do something, acquire a skill, uh, particularly if it's not straightforward or simple, uh, like learning how to master a second language, for instance. It's a bit of a weird way to describe it, though, isn't it? Why hang? Another good question. And I've had to do a bit of research on this, actually, because... In common with many idiomatic expressions, the origins of getting the hang of it are a bit obscure. Mm -hmm. I've found three possible sources of this particular one. Uh, two of them are plausible, I think, and one of them is, well, phew, it's a bit grim, really. Oh, how grim? We don't want to scare our listeners, Dave. Well, back in the days of public executions in medieval England, an apprentice hangman would be said to have got the hang of it when they'd learned the art of doing it so that the victim died straight away. That's horrible. Yeah, I know. And to be honest, I prefer either of the other ones. OK, which are? Well, it might have been Hank, H-A-N-K, mm -hmm. originally, uh, rather than hang. Because uh, apparently, hank is an old English word which comes from the old Norse, uh, which is hanku, mm -hmm. uh, which means the handle of a jug. So getting the hang of something means, well, it, it means getting hold of, getting a grip of, getting to grips with. Ah, which is a, an idiom that we use in the same way, isn't it? Getting yeah. to grips with. Similar yeah. sort of thing. Similar yeah. sort of thing. So more plausible than the first story and definitely less yucky. Yeah. And the last one's even more plausible, I reckon. OK, what is it then? Well, it's about making tools, specifically axes. Mm -hmm. Now, back in the day, fixing an axe head onto its handle was called hanging the axe, right? Mm -hmm. And to be fair, it's quite a skilled job to get it just right. Yeah, I guess you don't want the axe head flying off while you're chopping wood, potentially rather messy. Exactly. So it was very important to get the hang of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I like that one best. Yeah, me too. And I'd like to think that after this, our third episode... We're starting to get the hang of this podcasting lark. <laughs> Another smooth transition there, Mr Curley. Thank you, Mrs Davis Curley. And thank you, 
our lovely listeners, for taking the time to listen to our meanderings and musings about the language we call English. Now, don't forget to leave us some feedback on SoundCloud, or you can email us at properenglish, or one word, at sapo.pt, with suggestions for subjects for future podcasts or for idiom of the week. Or if you have any questions or queries about what we've talked about, we'd love to hear from you, even if it's just to say hello. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.